This is season two, episode one of Girls Running Shit. My name is Mia. I'm Janita. And I am Miss Kia. And today we have the founder of Cocopreneur here with us, Camille. Yay! Wah, 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 wah. I can't get the noise down still after all this time. Am I supposed to say hi? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. You can you say want... whatever you want throughout anything during the show. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. No, I didn't know if I needed to be like introduced, but hi. Hello. Thank you for being here. We've been wanting you on the show for the longest now. So just thank you for coming. And yeah. So we'll get into the interview a little bit later, but let's do some check-ins. Who's going to go first? Oh, I'll go first. Well, Grandma's home from the hospital. Oh, I didn't know. That's yeah. good. When did you come back? Yesterday. That's good. So uh, we're just helping her get acclimated to being back home and adjusting while still trying to keep her strength up. Um, she had PT today, but I came her straight after work, so I was able to check in. So when I get home, I'll just be able to see how she was moving. and just It's going to be an adjustment for everybody, but she'll be okay. Um, I know she's glad. I know, right? Um, otherwise, I kind of got a, I guess, a raise at work. Oh, yes. That was cool. I, didn't, I was unexpected. Um, That's the best. Just mm-hmm. unexpected. But um, I'm grateful. Um, I feel like an adult now because I made a venture that I wasn't really like comfortable with normally. Don't have to disclose this, but I'm not going to disclose it. But it was a good move for me. I feel like an adult. So I'm just excited. But um yeah, it's been a good week despite how crazy it's been as well. Yeah. Um it started off very somber for everybody and we're gonna we'll get into that later. But I'm good. How are y'all? I'm I'm good. I had a really good job interview today. Yeah. Um I'm only doing part-time stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing full time. So I, I'm very hopeful. Um, it was a group interview, and I don't, I do not like group interviews, but it went very well, um, and I start another position part-time next week. <laughs> so, um, like Janina said, it's just been a cool week. I'm just looking forward to Saturday. Amen. Army, Army only. only. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. <sighs> You're not Tickets are still on, please. No, I have my baby first. Oh, oh, oh I, I guess I could go alone, but. You could. Could. Yeah. <laughs> But it is so much fun. Like, attached, like being with your boo yeah. or finding a boo, if that can happen. But you can have fun with your friends. I saw plenty of people just there because I went to the ones in DC mm-hmm. and we. I saw a lot. I went by myself for the the first one, and then I went with the person I was dating. Yeah, at that's the time. a good point because if like Summer Walker comes on, that's a <laughs> that's my friends type of thing. I'm yeah, like, right. You know Bashing my dude with my dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Dancing is my stress reliever, so mm-hmm. we went to the Silent Disco. Oh Tearing it up. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Silent Discos. They feel different. They feel like, different. They, they are different. 
They are. I feel more free <laughs> out of silent right. desk. Like, no right. like you're literally witnessing yeah. other people like experience a song that you mm-hmm. also love. Right. It's it's it was real nice. It was nice to go through everybody's Snapchat stories because we had like our own little VIP section. I know there was no VIP. And it's a silent disco, but all you heard us was like yelling every song with the headphones and everything. And everybody was like, kid, is that who I hear? And it's from a person that was on the other side of the fucking like, you know, venue that we were at. And you just hear all of us like yelling and screaming and hyping each other up. But anyway. Yes. It was nice. And it was free. Free. Amen. Because of the um the gallery crawl, crawl. Mm-hmm. yeah. All on liberty. Yep, everything was, was free. Nice. It was super nice. I think they may have another one, right? I thought they normally have them like it was like once a year and twice a year, like every mm-hmm. other year. Or first mm-hmm. Friday. Yeah. I hope they do have another one. Because when we first went to one, that was what twenty twelve. Silent Disco. Yeah. Here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Two thousand sixteen. Really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the Carnegie Museum. It was yep, Boom Concept. That's what I was going to ask. Oh, okay. It was Boom Concept. the first one I remember. I don't know why I thought we were in college. I oh, didn't like you ever me. experienced it. Like, ever experienced a silent disco. Or yeah, just I just on. realized I said, when you said here in Pittsburgh, I oh, said, yeah, oh. I meant to say no. But I feel like we were, no, we were. The first time I remember ever experiencing a silent disco was when we went to that conference in, in Texas. Texas yeah, that was mm-hmm. the same. And I was like, mm-hmm. what is this? Yeah. It was a whole different <laughs> Everybody just felt free and having fun, and that's what I love about silent disco. Yeah, it's good for like introverts. Yes, very good. Yes, like you can be your own world. Yeah, and it's just because you don't have to interact if you really don't want to. And there's people there like by themselves. Just yes, I was like, get it. What's his name? Uh, Jimmy from uh, Bob's Burgers. Yes, (laughs) in the cafeteria. Yes. America girl and I would hope in five years when I'm 35 I will be out of corporate America and start my own marketing firm finally like getting that off the ground I don't like that at all I can't disclose a lot of things that I'm talking about but just know that I have a job that I'm starting with another fortune 500 company never block your blessings always keep your options open that's what I can pretty much tell you I'll tell you at the end what's going on but like just I've been unemployed since the since the 31st of December. I'm a contractor, so I go around and I, I know the deal and everything. I was supposed to start a job and things just got prolonged, but I have a job. Just always keep your options open and like just my sanity has been tested being in this house because if I'm not creating, I go crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've like been taking up baking or doing like <laughs> literally like in the crib just you know, homemakers. Like making muffins that didn't work out today. I'm literally trying to make you muffins. It didn't work out. I was just literally like sobbing in the shower like the muffins didn't come out. But like it's just like I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. <laughs> like it's just been whatever but to be unemployed what's today i've been unemployed for 29 days so granted like i do my side stuff i've been meeting with clients and things like that to do their marketing and things but always keep your options open Mm -hmm. know that there are jobs out there you just have to like go and get them Mm -hmm. and i'm very blessed because i get reminded every single time i read something in the paper about black women here that i 
I'm just blessed to be able to find certain opportunities mm-hmm. here where we're not really welcome and we're really not celebrated here. But other than that, everything is going great. Olivia learned yellow the other day. Today she learned green. Um, Olivia is my niece that I'm obsessed with, and I think she's my child, but she's not, and I wish she was. That's what I said, what about you? <laughs> not here. I wish she was. But, um, yeah, everything is great. We have a lot of things, like, coming up. I'm just very... Yeah. yeah, working on my anger and working on, like, me- I meditate more and everything mm-hmm. by being here. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, eating better. I wake up happy. So nothing is going to get in the way of that because I'm coming out of this, like, healing progression. So yeah. I don't want anybody, like, blocking the ha- the little bit of happiness. Even in the voice memo, I said, I was like, thank God for y'all because I'm working on myself. <laughs> I'm centering myself. And, yeah, but I'm fine. Like, I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. I- I'm not fine. I'm just very, very blessed to have the opportunities that I have. So, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm all right. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> so... <laughs> I um I too was working in corporate America while also doing Cocopreneur, mm-hmm. and that ended in September of mm-hmm. 2019. Wow. Um, so full time entrepreneur. Congrats. Yes. Thanks. Yes. And mind you, it's still stressful, but it's a better type of stress. Like it's not stress. It's not stress. It's the difference between stress and pressure. Like there's mm-hmm. pressure when you're a, a business owner. But it's different from being stressed about somebody else's issues. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I was telling my managers and my supervisors, like, I'm not concerned about their millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, flat out telling mm-hmm. them, like, yeah, I'm not concerned about that. Right. And that was a problem. So that's when I knew. Mm-hmm. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> and right. I can't wait to get about. I can't no. wait to get to that point. They I were can't. just like, the client pays us this much a year. Yeah, that means they got it. So I'm not pressed about this little $1,000 loss they took. They're fine. But um, yeah, I am full-time entrepreneur, figuring it out, in the midst of figuring it out, helping other people figure it out, which is good for like the just the cyclical like motion of life. Mm-hmm. Like you put out and you get back, and it, it just feels really good. Um, hopeful for 2020. Proud to be a black woman in this city. Yes. You know, um, I tend to be a little rebellious, so that fits right up my lane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm good. I'm, I I will say that I'm, I feel blessed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, my gratitude is on, like, a hundred. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's just kind of where I am. Still drinking on the low. privilege because I was talking shit. Yes. Um, it's in a nice bottle, you guys. This is called money and you yes. guys are not experiencing <laughs> it. Right like we are, it's a beautiful bottle. It's cognac. Because I love- not cognac. <laughs> I had tweeted and I said, Henny is trash. Thanks, management. And people literally DM'd me <laughs> on the low and was just like, it's a disgrace to black culture that you don't know. Oh, no. No. Like how no. can you not I, the thing is, it's bad. It's an it's an acquired 
taste. You have to get used to Hennessy yeah. if you can get used to Hennessy. It's just too sweet. Yeah. Now I've had Hennessy with the um, hypnotic. Yes. What was that called? A hog. So that's how I was. Yeah. How I was like, you know, introduced in college, mm-hmm. and I think one time it just really messed me up. Just mm-hmm. like I won't drink vodka anymore unless I'm it's like deep no into a drink. But I'm a brown liquor girl. I'll drink yeah. whiskey yeah. all day long. You already know uh, whiskey ginger <laughs> is my signature. But that's good. It tastes nice. It tastes like money. It tastes like privilege. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. What did y'all think? I just was saying that like, when I walked in, I was privileged. Like, because I was like, I got privilege. No, really, it's a drink. <laughs> My black ass is not walking in the door. Privilege. Privilege to drink. If we want to see what the other side feels like. But you know, it's yeah. real good. I'm this episode should like be it. sponsored by yeah. it. <laughs> they can cut me a check for sure. So, yeah. right? Just add Hennessy in the description. Sure. <laughs> it's nothing like the normal Hennessy, though. Yeah. I recommend. Yes, yeah, I recommend. Good. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, let's move into shout outs. Well, first, again, shout out to you for becoming a full time entrepreneur. Right. Dreams. Yes. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. We're on the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. 2020 is that year. Yeah. Get into this and yeah. mm-hmm. manifest this. Um, again, shout out to Inez for releasing her debut album, Voicemails and Conversations. It's incredible. We were featured on it. We were blessed to be featured on it. Mm-hmm. We we're grateful. Um, the song Celebrate. It's mm-hmm. such a great song. Such a great album. Definitely go check it out. Um, she also, herself, Clara and Simone, had Acoustic Love, which was a live show at Cafe. Live Cafe? What is it? Club Cafe. Club, Club Cafe. Cafe. It was such a nice venue. Such a beautiful event. Mm-hmm. I love shit like that. It was so intimate, too. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I heard it was really nice. It was it really, really, and not yeah. even saying that because Danny's our good girlfriend. Right. It was, like, it was really, yeah, really good. Simone was great. Claire was great. The band was great. Mm-hmm. Everything. I had representation. I couldn't go. Yeah. <laughs> I still represented it. He said it was great. Yeah. yeah. It was really, really good. So, I hope she has, like, another one and everything because sure. it was, it was, it was super dope it was so nice. yeah the vibe was really nice it yeah. felt like new york city mm-hmm. i felt like i was in brooklyn yeah it was super super nice love to see it yes like oh the babble i love it yes in brooklyn it was such a nice place yeah it was small but it was like what it needed to be mm-hmm. 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 Brooklyn. it was super <laughs> super nice also let me shout out my sister right quick yes. because she's doing the damn thing my sister has um a side project. She's a baker called L and L Cake Pops, and they collaborated with Dirty Birds Chicken. I don't know mm-hmm. if you. I know Dirty Birds. Yeah. So the collaboration for the desserts is my sister and nice. her partner Lauren, okay. and everything. So they make treats around the city and everything. But my sister um, also does like personalization stuff. So I asked her. I was like, "It's gonna go viral. Just make it. I'll, try, I'll buy. I'll." She makes like personalized mats, like oh, for yeah. your when you step into the house and everything. Mm-hmm. And I left it in my mom's car, and I'm so upset. But you know, um, what's his name, Roddy Rich? Yes. Um, he has that song, and the one verse is like, "Bitch, don't wear no shoes in my house." I was like, "I need it on a mat." And she was like, "Kia, that's dumb. That's crazy." I was like, "No, I'll buy you the mat. Like, it's not." I was like, "Do it, do it, do it." And then I like it blew up a little bit on you know Twitter. on Twitter and everything, and she's already like sold out of mats wow. and everything. You can get whatever you want on, and she does it in her house right. and everything. She bakes L and L cake pops, and then. For the customized whatever you need, she'll mm-hmm. make the T-shirts for the birthday parties, yeah. the shot glasses, everything. Follow her, um, her personal Instagram, and it's Quay, 
Q-U-A-25 on Instagram, but yeah. she'll customize whatever you need. So it's been really, really dope. She's doing a really good job. And I'm proud of you, even though you <laughs> the other day while you were straightening my hair. And I have a little scar. Um, it's okay. I told mom. But, uh, yeah, she's doing the damn thing. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm proud of her. Yeah. Yep, the first one. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's get into these hot topics that I've been dreading. Um, yeah. I've been dreading and I'm dreading. We're going to have to wrap up this one quickly, quickly before quickly. I quit. Um, <laughs> as everybody know, you know, Kobe Bryant and his daughter passed away along with seven other people in the helicopter accident in Los Angeles with Calabasas on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it completely stopped the world mm-hmm. and everything. Um, I feel as if, if it was a different, if he would have just grew old and lived his legacy it would be different but he was only 41 his daughter Gigi was only 13 and she was about to just become mm. super successful and mm-hmm. then there was another set of two families yeah, yeah there was a family mm-hmm. um a mom and a dad and their daughter another mom and daughter and then I think um a mother and then the pilot yeah that was on there and they were all affiliated with the Mamba Academy and everything so just the I, I literally had to mute the whole thing yeah. on Twitter because yeah. um I'm a huge LeBron James fan, so like when I talk with people, we would go back and forth mm-hmm. about Kobe and debate about it. But he literally was like a hero when we were growing up. He yeah. was like, I mean, I loved Michael Jordan. Like that was our team yeah. with the Bulls. But then when Kobe came out, he was the one that was on all the coolest shows. He always had the coolest oh, hair. Yeah, with Ramsey. Yes. Yeah. And they keep showing that on Instagram yeah. a lot when he was on Moesha and stuff yeah. like that. And they went to prom together. Yeah. So just it's just tragic. It would just be yeah. different if he died of like natural causes or something. But like. Just the whole, yeah. I'm just out of nowhere. And the, the crazy thing about it, the day before, LeBron surpassed him in points. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kobe went from third to fourth and mm-hmm. everything. And I just feel for LeBron because a lot of, like, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, they all came up, like, looking up to Kobe and just the outreach of everything. This man was loved around the world. The yeah. mirror in the Philippines yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So it just, like, really, really sucks. I've been saying for the past, like, four days, like, Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. like... You know, you don't even have to say Kobe Bryant. You just say Kobe and we just... Kobe! Yeah. Right. So, it's just really fucking sad. And I'm completely devastated about it because he was one of my favorite players before yeah. LeBron. So, it's just it's tragic. Mm-hmm. And I send my thoughts and my prayers to all the families that were affected by it because it's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so yeah. fucked up. And social media makes things hard to, like, yep. cope. Because yeah. people are insensitive. And mm-hmm. people bastardize a lot of things. Um, but I have this weird thing, this weird quality about myself where I have to find like the good in every single thing. Mm. And for Kobe, it was like, at least he and Gigi were together. Mm-hmm. Like if I was a kid and I was like in the last moments of my life, if I was snuggled by my mom in those last moments, I, that's, I couldn't ask for a better way. Mm-hmm. So it's like for, for that, it's like. A gratitude. I, anytime things get really, really hard, it's like, what can you be grateful for in a situation? Mm-hmm. And I, I think I do this with a lot of situations when it comes to death, too. Like, yeah. what can you be grateful for in the midst of the death? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, what were they able to do? What did they accomplish? What legacy could they leave? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and this happened to me, too. Like, when Ed got in his accident, I, I thought he was going to die. Yeah. And I was sitting in the room, like, at least, like, we parted on very good terms. Like, I love you and I'll see you in a minute type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. And, you know, at least I have these kids to show for. It, it's just like, things like that generally help me get through, like, 
the tragedy in death mm-hmm. because it's 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 the one thing that will happen to all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I have to find a way to like cope with it. I'm gonna deal with the older we get. Yeah. The older we get, the more we're gonna face it. So it's just like mm-hmm. yeah. that's a downer, but yeah, it's the truth. You know it is. Yeah. That's why you just got to. That's why I have this like fuck it mentality. Like if I want to go somewhere and do something, I'm going to do it because we don't know when it's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm very comfortable with it because yeah. I. Yeah, I'm very comfortable with because I've lost so much. So I just see how sometimes it could be a celebration of certain things. I'm very comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So I just, I do whatever the fuck I want to do. Yeah. Just book that trip, buy that extra thing. As long as it's with me and so you're not going fucking crazy. Right. Like, you still got this life to live <laughs> while you're yeah. here. Like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Back to your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't be on the curb. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I just, yeah. I, I live my life to the fullest. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do because there is no timestamp. You can just... Yeah. do whatever you yeah. need to do but I also think it brought a lot of attention again like we were talking about earlier with black mental health and how they didn't cancel the games and I'm just like black men are allowed to cry black mm-hmm. men are allowed to express their emotion we are allowed to cope for someone that we've never even met just never like when Nipsey, Nipsey, Nipsey broke me exactly yeah. yeah Nipsey broke me down and when Michael Jackson had passed, even when Prince had so passed, I got teary-eyed when you said that. Yeah, I mean, Nipsey broke me down. Yeah. Nipsey broke my heart. Yeah. Like that, I, it, it, I'm still healing from that, and I didn't yeah. even know that right. man. Yeah. Just the impact that he had on people and what he stood for. Mm-hmm. It's the same with Kobe because I'm like, how could a man that's done so good just for everybody? Want, and it, he wasn't flaunting anything. Right. He stayed out of shit. He just influenced so many people. He, Outside of even basketball, mm-hmm. just like with entertainment, right. yeah. And now you're slowly seeing all these stories. Even with Jimmy Fallon, I didn't even know him and Jimmy Fallon had that. Right. Never even knew. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a, it's a. You're allowed to cope in whatever right. way you need to cope. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly posting him and th- if that's how you're going to cope, that's, that's how you're going to cope. Right. You shouldn't tell anybody how they should cope yeah, with certain things when it comes to death. You don't know him. It doesn't matter. matter. People are a reflection of the possibility and. Just the potential that people can have. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you can aspire to be like someone. Have the qualities. Like, if somebody embodies what you want in yourself, that's an identification. Like, right. you don't have mm-hmm. to know them personally to know what you want to be. You right. know what I mean? Like, I, I think people are really strange when they try to tell Very. people about not feeling... As, as human beings, mm-hmm. who are supposed to be so intellectually and emotionally involved. Mm-hmm. So far beyond animals and everything else. We should be encouraged to identify with other humans, especially when it comes to loss. Like, yeah, you should be able to appreciate life to where you mourn someone's death. Like, it's weird. And if anything, it was just a tragedy. If you if you're not involved with sports, if you didn't even know who he was or anything or Gigi, just just a total loss like that. Mm-hmm. Just a it's just a loss of a community, and yeah. it's really going to affect people. And I hope and I hope and pray that everybody covers his wife and his mm-hmm. children that he does have and the rest of the families because it, it really fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. I'll never get over this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, um, and the Grammys were that night too. Mm-hmm. And just, I didn't watch it. I don't have cable, don't yeah. need it. But I haven't really been in. <laughs> to be quite honest, I haven't been really watching like the music award stuff since I was, it used to, remember how we would stay up at, you yes. know, on a Sunday? C-E-T. Yeah. And like, I don't, feel that anymore mm-hmm. it's like the grammys used to be my favorite because i feel like just with all the politics that have been getting involved and then mm-hmm. just with the kobe thing happened it just made it even somber some but like i'll watch for the i was constantly looking at my phone live for, tweets yeah oh. the right. live tweets <laughs> and to see they have more of my favorite people like performing like 
you know, they had Tyler performing, they had um, Little Nas X performing. That's and, like on the mic. No, Sorry. it's okay. Um, they had Lizzo, even though I don't get down with Lizzo's music, but mm-hmm. her performance was great right. and everything. And the fashion was, it was really good. Mm-hmm. And you know who, I have to talk about this. I don't know if you guys seen it. You know, remember Pastor Troy? Mm-hmm. I want to physically fight so him. So what happened? Because I just seen, heard about it today. Okay. So you saw what little Nas X was wearing, living his mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. black gay life, mm-hmm. living his life. That thing was ugly, but he did He it. just lived <laughs> his life. Him and Billy Porter <laughs> just <laughs> living his life. But yeah, and I did. loved it. So <laughs> Pastor Troy, who hasn't had a hit since 1976. Right. Gets up on his little 505 followers on Instagram mm. and was like, men need to learn how, black men need to learn how to be men. Boo this man. Right? <laughs> and so he went on one of those very homophobic, very yes. uh, Napoleon, very, I, no girl has reached out to me in my DMs. And you're crying over little Nas X that don't even, you know, what, whoever you're targeting against. Right. right. And of course, all the homophobic slurs, but little Nas X found out about him was like, man, that's really sad. And like, was like commenting on the stuff. And then the next post that, um, what's his name again? Exactly. Pastor Troy. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> Pastor Troy or whatever, Troy, whatever, was like, oh, finally got you guys' attention. Oh. And I was at the Applebee's <laughs> with my son. I was at the Applebee's when my son and my son saw gay people kissing and said, fuck Applebee's. First of all, your son didn't say that. Your son said, fuck Applebee's because I should have a better quality of life. (laughs) We at this Applebee's eating this two for 20 platter. (laughs) That's what he said, fuck Applebee's for. I know your son didn't say that because he saw two men comfortable in their sexuality Kissing each other. You can do it, Applebee's. That's what I'm saying. He was just telling the story, talking about like we as black men need to come together and stop all this. You can be gay, but don't be with that bitch. What the huh? fuck? I'm confused. What? Huh? I don't. I don't. I don't understand no one it. Ask you for your opinion. No, who are you? No one. What if name one Pastor it. Troy song? <laughs> What's that song he had? Mm, I'm trying to think. I'm genuinely trying to think. <laughs> His greatest claim to fame recently is being on Little Women of LA. The beard. That's that's the claim to fame. Yeah. Exactly. So I have, I, like I said the other day on Twitter, I have a very sensitive spot about black men don't mess, don't protect him at all costs. Mm-hmm. And he won all them Grammys. He was allowed to celebrate in a time of sadness, he was owed that moment. That was his moment. Mm-hmm. Don't try to take that away from him because you've never, you'll never get nominated for a Grammy. He's such a sweetie. He's a sweetie. He's so unbothered. He's, so unbothered. <laughs> he's the first thing that pops <laughs> Google Pastor Troy. Wow. wow. There's that. Like, yeah. I don't even see a picture of him. No. You don't even, you can't even, like, I think. I don't know who he is. Because sometimes Slim Thug comes to mind. <laughs> oh, no. But, mm-hmm. like, no, but he's not. Mm-mm. I think about Slim Thug before I think about Pastor Troy. That's it. Leave him alone. I don't play around when it comes to... Yes. I I, I don't. Not at all. But Alicia Keys was the host, and her husband, Swiss Beats, gifted her a tea line, like a tea Mm -hmm. company that's going to be at Starbucks. That's amazing. Like, just the love. Right? Like, we deserve it. Okay! (laughs) There's nothing more like... I'm married to your own personal yes. like gain something that has nothing to do with like being with him or something for your own personal like growth and yes it is amazing mm-hmm. i got a macbook 
the story, but the story, all in all, it really was a good story. It was. But the little minor details, like showing the boom mic, having her wish. the boom mic? When they're leaving. I'm not watching. Oh, okay. There's a scene where they're leaving the cafe. I'm not they're leaving it. the cafe. Here they're walking out of Here's the scene right here. They're walking out of the cafe. Boom mic all up in the scene. They're in that cafe during the one scene. They have this white gentleman that's probably never been in a movie. He's like, this is my chance. I fucking made oh, it. Oh, I saw he was drinking nothing. 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 And then picking up food with the fork. No food. Um, no food on the fork. And I'm just like, I'm trying to review the movie before y'all put it out. He just threw it out there. He was like, you're going to get this. This is what y'all niggas gonna it get. It probably like, was a project. Oh, like, damn. No. It probably was a project. Like, okay, University, Tyler Perry Studios University. Put together a movie in five days. We're gonna release it. We're gonna show them that with our own studios, we can do this shit in five <laughs> days. And Fail. put it on Netflix. Fail. 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 Oh, Fail. oh, wow. But literally, because niggas are niggas, it's literally... Blowing up. Blow it up. Blow it I'm up. sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off yet. But people were talking about why does he produce so much? Right. And they're like, he's just in that mentality of not having something. Um, so he's just like, I'm going to just keep producing it. Why are we getting beat up in every movie, though? Who, women? Yeah. It's like, let's have this consensus of what, where the happy end is not until we get beat up, battered, and a brute. Like, I don't know. Tyler, I want better wigs. I need better storylines. And I need for the nigga to get beat up next time. Where are his writers at? He don't he have writers. Have He's talked about that too. Oh, it's he did. Him. He did say that if he writes it. We can tell. Motherfucker, like, you oh, use the oh, same formula. The same thing. Every time. Like, yeah. even down to, like, light skin man saves the day. Mm. No. Except oh. for Idris. I think Idris was. And uh, Daddy, Daddy Girl. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, it's just like. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 What was the movie with Taraji P. Henson? The, the newest Adam one. Adam Rodriguez, she... right? No, no, no. The newest one she just came... He... The one that was filmed in Pittsburgh. Mm-mm. What? Wait. It was um Taraji. It was Taraji. The, one, um, Taraji the really bad one where they keep talking about her popping up on a boat and shit. Remember? Because oh. she helped his career. And then when he got on, yeah, yeah, yeah. she broke up with him. But that's that was... Like, yeah, they filmed some of that hair. He was talking about some cliche, non, not non-realistic. It's not that. It's just like, can we stop the stereotypical stuff? I mean, I don't know how much more we have on this topic. But if you think about like what Issa Rae does, like mm-hmm. the, the, the photograph. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I, I can't either. Yeah. It's either. like the type of shit that's like, yes. Race and relation will come into it by virtue of us being here, mm-hmm. but that's not the overall scope of the mm-hmm. movie. Like this is just a romantic story. Right. It's just a story about love. That's how I felt about Watchmen a little bit too. I need it's to like, get into it. But they did. People have mixed reviews about it. Like I've only watched like episodes with my mom and the ones I've watched HBO. What's Watchmen? Um. So it's Regina King mm-hmm. and yeah. it's. I mean, she's great. She's just so. Great, I love her. Um, it's it's a weird because I haven't watched it from the and start. And that's the thing you need context, right? So it's hard to like get into it if you know nothing about Watchmen. Right. Before. Got it. Okay. So Watchmen is like a, a comic from the 1950s, 60s. Whatever. Yeah, that's how I knew it. As. Right. Yeah. And they had a movie that they did for in the past like ten years yeah. where they kind of talked about some of the stuff with like Rorschach, who's like, and, and Marvel can get deep. Yeah. With certain stuff, so it mm-hmm. went very deep into like social issues. Okay. Um, but this was it used that as a basis. Like it wasn't completely like a reiteration of um, 
Watchmen, but it used it as a scope. So a lot of the storyline pulled in the characters from Watchmen. Got it. But it pulled this racial content. Like it started with the Oof. like the Tulsa riots, mm-hmm. um, and it talked about just the progression of Tulsa and white suprem- white supremacy was like it's all throughout. It's deep, and they just it just went to this. It's a bunch of like imagery and things for you to think through. Like there's this black woman cop who is a part of the storyline and her husband, we won't get into everything, yeah. but it's just like, it tries to like break up what we stereotypically see when it comes to race and culture, mm. but it, it does attack white supremacy head on. Okay. So it's very cool in that it's regard. Good. Yeah. And somebody's HBO password. just about to say the same thing. So somebody could DM me I mean, their HBO. I mean, we can talk after. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We're budgeting over here. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And the last thing for Hot Topics is Friends versus Living Single. David Schwimmer, whatever his name is, from <laughs> Friends had stated in an interview, I guess the other day, saying that um, if they do a Friends reboot, it should be an all-black or all-Asian cast. So in my mind, when I first saw that, I was like, well, it already was, and it was called Living Single. Because, like, I watched Living Single while I was growing up, and then I also watched Friends because where I was, per capita, that was, like, the thing to talk about and yeah. the thing to watch was Friends. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older, Friends was on Netflix. So I was like, let me take a look and watch Friends again. Mm-hmm. So I watched it, and then I was like, let me take a look and watch Living Single because Living Single came out first. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, they literally hit copy What's the control C <laughs> and then what control V or control P depending on if you got HP or Mac. Um, but you should have a Mac anyways. Um, <laughs> it was like, here we go. Here's friends. And now all like the receipts are being dug up because now, because it never came up as like an issue. It would come up amongst like people like us. And when we would talk about it, we'd be like, that's some bullshit. They took everything. Yeah. But now that black Twitter exists and we're investigators, we're the top, <laughs> top FBI, yeah, FBI, IRS, that's black Twitter. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing out all these receipts. And I guess the guy from, because was Living on CBS or ABC? Oh, can't, can't remember. Yeah. But it wasn't on NBC. It wasn't on NBC because that's where Friends was on. Oh. Mm-hmm. So Queen Latifah in the interview said that the creator stole, well, not even stole, he was like, yeah, like, he, you know, commended her on the show and was like, I wish I would have got to that first, da-da-da-da-da, then Friends comes out the following year. Fox. And that's why, okay, and that's why I always that wonder why Liv and Single always, like, abruptly, like, just kind of ended after yeah. only five seasons, yeah. and Friends got a whole full ten motherfucking mm, seasons. Yeah. And if you watch Friends, it's literally, besides, like, there's a lot of little tweaks right. in between. Right. But the whole framing, the the foundation of it, um, is living single. And if y'all don't see that, then you're motherfucking blind as fuck. Stevie Wonder I mean, up in this bitch. Not to mention, like, they're supposed to be in Brooklyn. Mm, yeah. Where the niggas at? Mm, mm. The only person in Friends that I can remember, and I haven't really watched it, was Aisha Tyler, and that was years. Really? She was on it because she used, she dated Ross for a season or two before he got back with Rachel. Do they ever bring up her being black? All the time. Okay. All the time they brought up her blackness. Okay. And everything. But that's the only black person that had a reoccurring role. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That wasn't someone that was serving something, a waiter. No one even dated black women on that show except Ross. Which is crazy because you know white Especially up in Brooklyn. Especially up in Brooklyn. Especially up in Brooklyn. 
to Operation Safety Net. And um, I'll put the um, link if you want to personally donate. We're not accepting cash offers unless you want to donate to Girls Running Shit. Okay. But we, there, mm-hmm. we, we're not taking cash for that. If you want to personally go on their website, I will include that all in the link in our bios on our social media. I'll put that in our link tree. Okay. So you guys can personally go to their website and donate if need be. But they would prefer to have the physical items right. mm-hmm. um, in tow. So if you need any more information, feel free to reach out to us on any social media platform. And the deadline is March 6th. So whatever you guys can donate and everything. We have a whole bags and bags of stuff that we're about to donate and everything. So just let us know. Keep yeah. us posted. We would really appreciate it. Yeah, and then coming up, there is the Urban League of Young Professionals, Pittsburgh. Their join week is from February 2nd through the 8th. And there's they have a ton of different events going on. So if you want to check that out, um, they on Instagram, their handle is U-L-Y-P-P-G-H. Um, check it out. They have different registrations that are linked as well. It seems like it's going to be really nice, especially to start off um, Black History Month. Yeah. Now... With the is this a college event? The next one is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have questions because can we att- just attend? Is it open to the public? The college one. Like yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry for interrupting. No, you're fine. On that subject, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Penn State Greater Allegheny um, is having an event called True Black History Museum. It's traveling museum and literature February third. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. is the museum exhibit, and then 12.15 to 1.15 is the actual lecture. By Fred Sanford III, CEO and founder of the True Black History Museum. It is a free event. It'll be at Penn State Great Allegheny. If you have the time, please go out and support the event and support those students. Mm-hmm. So. Point Park's um, Black Student Union presents Black Love. What is Black Love to you? The general board meeting that is going to be on February 3rd from 915 until 1045 and that's going to be at Lawrence Hall 200 um, a general board meeting on Monday will focus on certain love aspects so join them to watch black love such Valentine's Day episodes of your favorite show so they have like Martin and Gina on here they have Dwayne and Whitney on here I love that um, <laughs> I love it I don't know who that I would just go Oh, they got the they got the game. Yeah, they got the game on there. I'm just trying to just recognize, but that's cute. Oh my gosh! And I think it's a YouTube couple, and they got Iman. Oh yeah, they got proposed to in um Greece. It was cute. Santorini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Um, February seventh, we're having our podcast meetup with Straight to the League. Um, it'll be at Couch Brewery. It'll start at 6 p.m. So to give people some time to get through, like, going from work to mm-hmm. coming and hanging out with everybody. It's open, not, um, not just to podcasts, it's for all creatives. Mm-hmm. So um, if you have a blog, if you have um, just any type of event, entrepreneur, if you want to come join us, again, that'll be at Couch Brewery, um, Washington Boulevard. We'll include the um, flyer and everything, and we have it posted on our page as well. If you want to come drink beer, too, because um, it's going to be during the happy hour, yeah, yeah. and they have half-off drafts. <laughs> 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 I, love it there. I love how you said that. Um, the next event, which will be February 9th, is put on by Create Art Together. It's Mentality 2. It's a verbal and visual conversation on the relationship between black men and mental health. This is the Black History Month edition. Like I said, it'll be February 9th from 3 to 6 p.m. 3 o'clock, we'll begin the gallery, and then the panel discussion will start at 
4 p.m. It'll be at the Glitterbox. Uh, the moderator for this event is Bradley Hill. Photography was done by Jill Lowry. Um, we had Janita was on the panel yeah, for the first yeah. one. I was really open. It was weird. You know. That's a good Why? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was great because of what it was. I'm proud of you, Bradley. Shout out to Kat and Joe. It was wonderful. Um, for me, it was just, I was more vulnerable than I normally am, especially with strangers. That's good. It right? is It is good. Okay. Well, definitely some things. <laughs> Maybe that. It, is. it is. It definitely is. I just, just some soft spots for me were brought up, so... Um, it's definitely a healing and safe space, so I definitely recommend people to come and join it, especially men, especially black men. Um, we see you, we love you, we hope you can join right. us, because this is such a great event. Mm -hmm. Bring your friend, tell your uncle, dad, cousin, everybody. It's free, right? Free. free. Yeah. It's free. Um, so yes, please come out, follow the Create Art Together page for more information. It'll be in our story. Yes. Please correct me if I'm wrong on the next one. I'm so sorry. I don't know all the details. <laughs> I do know that um, Casa Brazil is still raising money. I know they're 61% completed yes. with their goal. And I know that they still have uh, some ways to go. So I don't know all the information about donating, but I will find it all out. Mm -hmm. um, and you can put find it, it on my page too. Because okay. every Friday I'll post crowdfunding. crowdfunding. Right. Crowdfunding Friday. So yeah. you can find it there or on Casa Brazil's. Instagram. I think they have it in their bio too. Yes. Yeah. And please donate. I love this place. This is I, love I love those food. people. I love yes. them. Yes. yes. We had her on the show. And like just the ambiance of the food. Mm -hmm. It's just the culture. There's not a lot of like black Caribbean and black spaces no. and yes. things like that. We don't have that here. Yes. And please. Yes. Please, please, please. We need something with like more Caribbean vibes and black vibes. Mm -hmm. We need yep. that. We need that culture here. Like... No offense to any other restaurant, but like we just need that this culture here. I mean, it, it fills a niche. There's nobody else doing like Brazilian. No, no. and it's good. It's, it's good. So good. Affordable yeah. too. I had some yeah. random ass fries. I forget the, the Yuga fries. Yes, mm -hmm. they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. I get the same thing for every no time reason. I go. Like, for Did no you reason. get the Cheetos? Nope. They're really. I went and for the a party, peanut butter. So it was late, and their menu was like limited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. We should just all go. We, we should. should do that. <laughs> I, should be, I could just eat yeah. everything. Oh, I'm in there like I'm rich. Right? So much. We'll be like, yes, we'll have this. This, this, this. Can I have a Spanish cola, please? <laughs> <laughs> everything. It's, just, it's so good. And it's super affordable. So yeah. I never feel bad when I leave and there. It's right. open. Mm -hmm. yes. Very open, cool mm -hmm. people. Beautiful space. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really nice. So yeah. I hope they make their full yes. funding. Yep. Like, we just got to keep pushing and pushing it. I'm, I'm sure they will. Yes. yes. Amen. All right. That was it for the events. We will post those events as usual in our stories. Um, all the links to everything for you to donate to Operation Safety Net. I'll make sure that I'll put that in our link tree. And we're going to get into this interview. Yes. Cool, cool. Yes. All right. So, where are you from? Tell us about just you in general. <laughs> uh, so, I'm from East Orange, New Jersey. It is a suburb of North New Jersey. Okay. When I say suburb, I just mean there are more houses than buildings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's still the hoodie, hood, hood, hood. So, that's, but it, it shapes a lot of what I do currently. So, East Orange is a very, a very black place. 
but there were black people at various levels of like economic prosperity. So it gave me a very strong sense of blackness, right? So I, I got this holistic picture of what it meant to be black. Mm-hmm. So you had culture, you had education, you had economic prosperity, right? So you had bums, you had crackheads, you had it all. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a real kind of um, understanding that black people can occupy any space. And when I came to Pittsburgh in twenty in two thousand eight, that's a lie. Two thousand five, <laughs> I came to Pitt, and um, I was culture shocked. Like I tried to, I didn't try necessarily to find black people, but I could not. Mm. So outside of the university setting, I couldn't find black folks. And the university will tell you, oh, did y'all see that CMU map? Oh yes. my gosh, did we? Oh my god. Disrespectful. That like, is the visual representation of what I was pretty much, like, what I experienced at Pitt. Mm. Like, people trying to kind of warn me, like, well, sadly, you're mm. on the Hill District, it's kind of dangerous. Yeah. But I've never felt more at home mm-hmm. than when I'm in the Hill District. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never felt like when the sun's shining in the Hill, it's like, oh, this is life. Like, this, right. this is what life is about. So, going through Pitt... I, I tried to leave every weekend, every holiday I could. I, I tried to escape Pittsburgh because it just didn't... There, there were no people who I could identify with. Mm. Um, I think my first connection with black people was um, the Sankofa organization that would come to the University of Pittsburgh. And we'd have like these little kind of small circle things. And that was kind of my first introduction to like black folks in Pittsburgh. And then when I graduated, I started working and living. And... Um, Eventually, what happened is, and I, not to say complacent, but I just lived and worked and just mm. visioned the day. Envisioned the day when I would leave Pittsburgh. Mm. And I wound up leaving in 2012 or 2011. My grandmother was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I went home to be closer with her in the event that she passed away. And I went home and she wanted one to remission. Oh, and then, uh, right, she went to remission in the spring of 2012. I reconnected with love and was also able to speak to a previous manager and get my job back. Mm. And I came back to Pittsburgh in 2019. So when I came back here, I kind of was like, I'm not living in a city where... I can't do things and I can't experience black culture. Mm. So I kind of started to get more involved in what was going on and try to um, lend a hand where I could in various activities. And then for me, uh, my parents own a business in East Orange that was open in 98. So when I was in high school, I was working all the time. So for me, economics was a big part of like black freedom. Mm. So for me, I was thinking when I'm in Pittsburgh, I'm going to encourage like people to patronize black businesses, feed into the economic culture here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how Cocopreneur started, in a sense. Um, a little before like I decided to like brand it Cocopreneur, the Black Dollars Matter challenge started with myself and Sister Nazora. Many people will know her from Homewood. Mm-hmm. Um but we started this challenge, and it was like, we stamped money, uh, and basically said, if you pull this money out your pocket, and you have this black dollar matter symbol on it, you know that this money is designated to a black business. 
So you can't spend this money at Target or Walmart or wherever. You need mm-hmm. to take this, and this money is designated. So if you say, I'm going to spend $100 a month at black businesses, mm-hmm. this is the money you know goes to black business. Mm-hmm. So from that, Coco Bruno started. It was like, okay, if we're going to try to get people to spend money at black businesses, they need to know where they are. Mm-hmm. So I started this Instagram page, um, letting people know where to find black businesses. And then people started to, like, reach out, like, where can I find such and such thing that you posted 12 weeks ago? And I was mm-hmm. like, mm, y'all gonna have to, like, uh, so I decided to, like, look into the directory. And uh, there's a woman named Connie Portis who did a black business directory for Pittsburgh for, like, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And she retired maybe eight or nine years ago from doing the directory. So I reached out to her. She was like, girl, I'm retired. I'm done. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, you know, uh, can I get the database from you? And I mean, that, that fell through, but that was basically the work that was being continued. Mm-hmm. So being able to provide people the information to find black businesses, they could patronize black businesses so that black businesses grow. And the growth would then like feed back into the economy. They would pay taxes. It would improve neighborhoods. That's always my, pro- my process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's still where we are today. So um, how long have I worked with you can That's talk as right. much as you know, it's, right. it's, it's all about you. This privilege is just like, <laughs> yeah, privilege. Um, Hennessy. <laughs> the uh, so um, that's pretty much how Cocopreneur started, and that's the same mission that it holds today. It's just improving the lives of black people through economics and entrepreneurship. So that's awesome. What did the name? How did you get the name? I don't even know. <laughs> It came organically. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some things just come to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think maybe, like, Travel Noir and some of those types of names yeah. kind of influenced the name. Like, this combination of um, something brown, black, rich um, with what it is that you were talking mm-hmm. to. So, mm-hmm. it kind of came from that. But, yeah. So, it'll be almost two years this February, right? It'll be two years since I actually, like, registered the business. Okay. But 2015 is when I started an Instagram page. So it's going on five years. Yikes. Didn't even realize that. 20. Yeah, that's five, right? So (laughs) (laughs) it's it's going on five years. Yeah. Since Cocopreneur, the idea started. Right. Yeah. Now, um, you touched on earlier about the crowdfunding. How did that really get started? Like, we knew, like, this is a way for me to help promote to get this business to their. Was there, what was like the first starting point for that? I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember, but I think that for me, I don't like the idea of getting into debt to start a business, especially if the business meets a community need, mm-hmm. right? So if a neighborhood needs a restaurant, you know, I feel like if everybody pitches in five bucks, 10 bucks, yeah. you can get them what they need to get started. Mm-hmm. And this um, kind of relieves people from being indebted to financial institutions. Yeah. And I think that that was my biggest kind of push for it. And I, I've, I've crowdfunded twice for Cocopreneur, and people have come through twice. And um, I think that it's just a way that we can feed into ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. granted, you may pay for services going forward, but to get the, the business up and on its feet, it's going to bring a different feel to a neighborhood. It's going to give people, you know, resources that, resources that they did not previously have. Right. So I believe wholeheartedly in crowdfunding. Um, 
how many black people are in this region? Hundreds of thousands yeah. of black folks. Mm-hmm. So if everybody is kind of like pitching a couple dollars, mm-hmm. we can get everybody on their feet. And that's kind of like where I came from with that. Trying to just make people realize how much power they have with their dollars. Mm-hmm. Even if we think our dollar is scarce. Those few dollars that everybody can give them will take like the entire community pretty far. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. no I was going to ask because we were talking about earlier how... You know, you left corporate America, so I was just like, yes, show me your ways. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, not saying that you had a breaking point or anything like that, but what, how did you decide that you were able to, because I know you have a family, you're married, and. I was fired. But I also self-sabotaged. So, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I understood that if I got fired, seemingly without cause, I would get unemployment. So, I would have this cushion. And that is what happened. So, you know, I was able to, I did my job, but they asked for so much more because that's what corporate America does. They try to squeeze out of you as much as they possibly can by paying you as little as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I basically was like, I'll do what my job description, like, um, describes, but I'm not doing anything more than that. You're exactly. asking me to do work of a supervisor and I'm not getting paid to be a supervisor. Mm-hmm. So I'm not doing it. And, uh, the day that I got the call was like the brightest day that mm-hmm. I've seen in the whole, It was just like 10 a.m. I was working from home mm-hmm. and they called and were like, hey, you know, I have someone to from HR online. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's that? Like, <laughs> Glory. I'm already home. Like, what's that? Right. Right. Oh. And okay. they were like, yeah. you know, uh, based on such and such, you know, we're going to let you go. And I was like, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> confirm, yeah. confirm my address so you can send me. Period. Hey, thank, uh, thank you. Yeah, right. Thank you for the time. Uh, thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Peace yeah. and blessings. Goodbye. And it was like, boom. Like, yeah. I can have this little cushion of unemployment compensation. While I figure things out on the entrepreneurial side, mm-hmm. um, but that was it. Like, and and I'm not gonna say that I self sabotage in a way where I did not fulfill my like my integrity won't allow me to just like completely neglect everything that I agreed that I would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm not going above and beyond. Again, y'all ask me to do things that are not my job description that I'm not getting paid for. Right. Mm-hmm. Not doing it. So they didn't like that, and um, that was perfectly fine for me. And I'm, I, every day I think about, like, oh, I can't wait to on a billboard and then ride downtown to go to work. And it's like, is that coming out? That is coming out on the billboard. So, yeah. Yeah, about that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where that came from. Corporate America is like a drain on your life. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure you know that because oh, yeah. you're in it. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it is draining and exhausting to navigate that space where I mean and I try to tell this to like even family and friends when you're in corporate America pull as much from them as you possibly can mm-hmm. like you <laughs> you get a promotion or a raise ask for more like you want to you know they, they want to offer you some supervisory role ask for more than what they're offering you mm-hmm. because they have it in the budget they're offering you the least possible amount Ask for more because you've seen it. They have you it. see your surroundings. You see the material. Like and don't ever. That's why I don't want people talking about like salary and stuff. Because if you talk to this white man about what he's making mm-hmm. to do the same thing that you do, it'll mm-hmm. piss you off. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. 
Well, hurt your little feelings quick. Mm. I have a whole college degree and I came in here with experience, but he's fresh out and he gets what? Mm. Excuse me? <laughs> like, I'm confused about mm-hmm. how this happened. So it's just like corporate America is its own little beast that you have to like learn to navigate. But entrepreneurship is, um, it's, it's a weird piece. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it, again, there's pressure, but there's still a certain level of peace knowing that you control mm. what happens. Like you have the power to dictate whether or not you win or you lose. Mm-hmm. So if it's, it's, if it's in your makeup, if it's in your personality, if it's in you to do that, I would encourage people to get out. Cause how do you maintain it? Like I said, you're married, you have children. How do you balance all of that? I don't know. This question of balance comes up. There is no balance. Like there's hundred percent is not enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like you have children and, and if you have, if you don't have, ch- if you don't have children, <laughs> wait. Because it adds a certain level of complication that you cannot imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, like, even leaving the house today, mm-hmm. I had mom's guilt. Like, I did not put a vegetable on for my family to eat tonight. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I have to hurry up and throw something on the stove mm-hmm. for them to eat. He can cook! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he can save some fucking grain! <laughs> But still, you feel like it's your responsibility yeah. as a mom to make sure that everybody in the house is, like, well-nourished and taken care of. So, like, having kids, like, adds this layer of complication to things. But it's there is no balance. You have to decide what needs the most attention at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, does your business need more attention? Like, is shit going to implode tomorrow if you don't handle this tonight? Mm-hmm. Or are your kids going to have, like, a breakdown if you don't give them attention right now? Is this man going to have a breakdown? If you don't give him attention right now. And then you have to just figure out what needs the attention the most at the time. And that's what you do. Nothing is... Rarely are things going to be completely in sync. So it's a day by day. It's a day by day, you know, play by play type of thing. Like, even throughout the the course of the day, Mm -hmm. things can change. So it's really just being on your toes. Like, you got to just be ready and understand that all these things are always fluctuating. And you have to just be ready. And just willing, like, just understand, like, I asked for this. So, you know, when, when the shit starts falling, be, be ready to collect. Exactly. And then gather all things at the same time. And I think once your mentality is in a place where you understand that things are not going to be cookie cutter clean, you're okay. Yeah. So. Hmm. Do you find, like, time for yourself, though? Like, hell no. So, <laughs> I told you I was trying to paint my nails I here. know, I know. <laughs> so, I know. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes I do. So, being outside of nine to five has helped. Okay. So my kids are in school and in daycare, and the man goes to his nine to five, and during that time I can dictate what time I give to myself. Like today, today, <laughs> I took time, right? So like I dropped my kids off, I dropped my son off at daycare, and I went to the gym. Didn't go immediately inside the gym. I sat in the car for maybe 20 minutes. And I chilled. Hey. Like, mm-hmm. I just chilled for 20 minutes and just hung out, scrolled through, did whatever. Went in the gym. I worked out. I left the gym. I sat in the car for another 10, 15 minutes. Like, I ain't got nowhere to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I went home. 
Like, I showered, I scrubbed, I did all types of shit that I just can't <laughs> normally do, like, when you're in a house full of people. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, when you have that freedom of time, you can allot what's for what. So, I can't always get, like, my pampering time. I even looked up some shit, like, today is, um, I think they're called Studio B now. It used to be called Skin by Stephanie. But she has, like, $50 Wednesdays where you can get, like, dermal cleaning or mm-hmm. facial, and I was like, mmm. I could go get a facial right now. I was responsible with my money. <laughs> but, you know, that's something I could have done. Yeah. You know, and it's something that I wanted to do and something that was absolutely uh, a possibility because I had time. Um, I, I like to think that, like, time is the most precious commodity that we have. It's not money. It's not even, like, uh, food. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's time. Like, yes. if, we, if we talk about Kobe, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about stuff that, like yeah, time is the most precious commodity that we have. So when you are able to take those moments where you can just, like, kind of sit with yourself, they're precious. And, and depending on, like, how far you're used to going without getting me time, four hours will take you so far. Mm-hmm. It's like a reset on everything. Mm-hmm. So, again, being able to take a 35, 40-minute shower mm-hmm. was, like, Oh, I'm at the spot. Like, <laughs> like, I'm living it up. But I, I do get to take it every now and again. And when I do get to take it, it it really does kind of reset my emotions, my thought process, my mind gets like reset, and it's really good for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. All right. Now, so, sorry. I don't see you from like the side. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Did you guys? I was gonna ask about something else, but I was, no, go ahead. I was gonna ask. So I got to go to Green Week, mm, Green Week, yeah. Week. And so I wanted to ask so you. You were you partnered with Sila? Yep, Samantha Black. There you go. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to know how that came about. Like, um, how did it come about? I mean, I think we both had a desire to give people what they were missing. So by virtue of the work that we do, Samantha curates and um, advises creative entrepreneurs. But creative entrepreneurs go beyond like the visual arts, um, the audio arts, and things like that. By Samantha's definition, I'm a creative <laughs> entrepreneur. <laughs> but I understand what she's saying. When you pull things from your own personal experiences and desires, and create something that doesn't exist already, mm-hmm. you are a creative entrepreneur. So by virtue of us doing that work, we both saw this desire for people to get the basics in order to be able to, to sustain themselves in their art. Like if you, I wholeheartedly believe in people being able to live off of the passions that drive them. And that's where we came from with it. Like you can monetize anything. Mats. You can monetize culture you can monetize art you can monetize intellectual property so for us we wanted to design this um conference under that like how can we give people the tools they need to create businesses out of their passions or monetize their passions and that's where green Wood came i mean the name came from tulsa and the uh, the massacre in Tulsa, Oklahoma in, in 1921 in the Greenwood District of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And this idea of rebuilding Black Wall Street. Because uh, Pittsburgh has its own history with thriving black neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. It's set in the 1920s, 30s. Mm-hmm. But it still ha- it's been done. Like, it's not 
far-fetched. It's not like something that can't happen. It's happened. Mm -hmm. So what do we need to recreate like these eras of prosperity? And that's what Greenwood Week is. It's just a, a, a just a vomiting of information for folks to get what they need in order to make businesses happen. Mia got together. Was it? Do you think overall it was successful? Or are you going to have another one? Or twenty twenty October fourth through the tenth. Nice. Mm. Amen. Save the date. Yes. Save the date. <laughs> um, we are. We have a committee this year, okay. so trying to be even more inclusive for um, accessibility type of things. Mm-hmm. Like we, we really made it a point to make sure there were no barriers for folks. So trying to eliminate all the barriers that would otherwise be in place for folks. They have these little conferences and stuff, and they happen like in the middle of the day, during the week, like working. It's not feasible for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to create something that gave people the time and the space they needed to get the information. Mm-hmm. So pulling in a committee of different perspectives to kind of address all these needs. We're doing that for 2020. We're going to have like monthly events that lead up to Greenwood Week this year. Some industry-specific things. Um, networking, just kind of being able to let your hair down mm-hmm. as a black creative or entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really looking forward to what comes from it. And, an all woman cast for the usual. Oh. Um, girls running mar- shit. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you have some marketing stuff. Let me know because yeah, they I mean, paid for us team, to go. Yes. Yeah, like, we have a team, but there's always room. Like, there's no reason why there can't be room, especially for us. I'm not knocking any other demographic of people, <laughs> but black women literally get shit done. Like. Mm-hmm. We have issues in the whole nine. Yeah, we'll send a meeting with an attitude. But what you need me to do? Exactly. (laughs) What needs to be done? And I think that that has been helpful. I would love to pull some black men in, but they have their own shit Mm. that comes with them being involved. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I think that having this crew of individuals does give enough of a perspective Mm -hmm. to do what we needed to do. Um, Nice. But there's for sure room for folks. So we can absolutely kind of talk about what, and this can be, again, reciprocal. So if it helps your portfolio, like mm-hmm. if you want to go outside of corporate America, we can talk about putting up, like putting together a portfolio where you get paid for your services and you can also build saying, you know, key and marketing, did yada, yada, yada. Because I went to Carney, which is like a marketing thing they have for one day. And it was, well, my job paid for it. Right. And it was like a $300 ticket right. and food wasn't included. Or anything, just one, it was one day, one, I got there, I was there around like 8 o'clock in the morning, I, they had it over um, on the north side, yep. I got there at 8, I left around like 4 or 5, it was an all day event, and there was people from MailChimp, there was someone mm-hmm. from like, mm-hmm. you know, these big companies and everything like that, and not saying that I went for the food, but like, <laughs> you didn't even feed me, right. <laughs> $300, <laughs> I'm there all day. I have my own snacks and people looking at me. And then most of the people that went that were black were sponsored by their job. Right. So I'm just like, and I, I paid thousands of dollars to go. I, I paid when I went to my Google seminar because I'm certified in all Google suites. Mm-hmm. Anything I'm certified, I paid the thousand dollars and it was right. worth it. But I also met people that were leading in Google and that was a weekend event in Washington, D.C. Right. 
So for $300, not saying that Pittsburgh doesn't have any value when it comes to their events and stuff right. like that. And not saying I didn't gain anything, but there was somebody that I was on a panel with that was there. And I'm just like, that could be me. Mm-hmm. And I know that this person was paid and I was just on a panel with them a month ago. Mm-hmm. You know they'll what I mean? They'll ask you to do that shit for free though. Yeah. Or they'll ask you to do it and not mention a fee mm-hmm. until you bring it up. Exactly. And I know you, you got $300 from all these people. You got three hundred dollars per it. person, whether you were sponsored to be here. That money still came out of that, mm-hmm. and when I not that I was jealous or anything that you know that person was up there doing their thing. But I'm like, see. but right. I saw it. I'm right. like, we were just on a panel together where we didn't, you know, we didn't. I, that, that's where I met that person. I was like, that could be me up there explaining about what I do for marketing. See, we kind of had this conversation with the Boom um, Project. Yeah, we did. And Thomas did for Genesis, mm-hmm. and it was like. People want your labor for free, mm-hmm. and if they can get it, and if you don't know any better, they'll take that shit, mm-hmm. and we're done. Like we're over it. It's, yeah. it's pa- and I'm not moving through this city or this region without letting people know you need to get paid for your time and your. Ser- my, I lowball the shit out of my services. Yep, for black people only. Mm. Mm. Only. If I'm going to somebody in corporate America, yeah, my rate is one twenty an hour exactly. for consultation. Yeah, no, we're not doing. And that's a good day. That's a good day. That's a good day. You feel me? When I'm feeling generous, one twenty per hour. And that's just for, for a consultation. consultation. That's for no body of work. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> you know the fucking vibes. <laughs> because they huh. have the money, mm-hmm. and they've been exploiting people for so fucking long. It's like. Give niggas what they're due. Yep. Give people what they're due. And it's not even just black folk. Corporate mm-hmm. America is capitalism in its finest. Yep. And it likes to exploit poor people mm-hmm. who feel like the crumbs that they get are like a win. Mm-hmm. No. The crumbs that you get are not a win. Mm-hmm. They're still crumbs. Yep. Just because it's more than you had before doesn't mean that it's enough. Me and Sam had this issue. We had this conversation earlier this week or last week about how just because people give you a little bit of something, it, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand that you want to be able to make something, mm. but ask for what your fucking worth is. Like, don't let them exploit you because they will. Ask. Mm-hmm. All they can say is no. Period. Oh, I learned that. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. So I've, I've asked, like, oh, you want to give me a raise? That's cool. I need 20% more than what you're asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, I've learned to value myself more and again when it comes to black people I just feel like the relationship is different mm-hmm. I feel like we have different things to offer each other mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not going to exploit people the same way I feel exploited so I'm not going to have you pay me money that you might not necessarily have mm-hmm. to for my services because it don't I mean it takes me time but I enjoy it mm-hmm. like, I get a certain level of fulfillment out of helping you and like they say there's no such thing as altruism but I would agree. Like, by helping this restaurant set up, now I got a restaurant to go to for the type of shit that I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, while I could get paid off the service, I also get paid by having this option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But corporate America, you won't pay me. Because mm-hmm. you got it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you got it. Mm-hmm. it don't see it. <laughs> History tells me that you got that shit for pennies on a dollar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got it. To this, to this, to this, mm-hmm. huh. <laughs> to this day. Exactly. <laughs> I have a friend who always says, uh, blame slavery. And yeah. 
for every fucking thing, especially when we talk about Western culture, blame slavery. Mm-hmm. Prices are high, blame slavery. Yeah. <laughs> Black people are, are disenfranchised, blame slavery. Mm-hmm. What? Because that's the root of it. That's whether everything. Not even on some funny and shit. Not, that, on not, some e- not being funny. No, not, that not, is not that's exaggerated. Really it. That's yeah. literally it. was it. the blueprint. It's a trickle a down. A like, lot of things, yeah. And, and it's like people try to like convolute what's, what influences the other. White supremacy is like a condition that comes from either fear or greed. Mm-hmm. Capitalism comes from greed. Those two things are correlated because of that. Mm-hmm. Like white white supremacy and capitalism feed off of greed and wanting to exploit people out of resources in order for you to gain benefit. Exactly. The reason why the mentality came from white supremacy is so they could make people feel like they were valueless so that they could take over everything else. Like there, and I and it's funny because when you think about like a corporate structure, I think there's different like levels to it. I think there are the people at the top who know exactly what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. They understand that they're exploiting people. They understand like even when you have like diversity and inclusion initiatives, uh, right? When you have diversity and inclusion initiatives, there are people at the top who are like, "This is the facade. We know. We know. We're giving you crumbs. It's a yep. We're giving. We're giving you crumbs. That's it. It's like a it's, a, it's a it P, it's a PR move." It's, it's there in order for you to say, I attempted to do whatever. People at the top know that shit. Mm-hmm. As you come down, there are people who, like, implement these, like, initiatives and whatnot. You yep. probably believe in them. <laughs> they probably believe they're doing the right shit. Like, yep. oh, we are inclusive. No, the fuck you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. And you don't see it because you feel like you are important and you're, like, doing... You're not. It's mm-hmm. a marketing tactic. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just like every June. You don't care about that. Just like... Coming up on February. February. <laughs> what the fuck? We got twenty now. We got an extra day to share, y'all. Just learning. the money. Just like Google. Google had that. It's beautiful, but what yeah. the fuck? I know what it is. <laughs> beautiful. It's lovely. And now they're getting better. That's how I. I mean, that's how I ended up in the city. This is how I ended up coming back here was because of something like that. So I completely, I completely understand. Girl, it's like they will try to get away with as much. As possible, it is our responsibility to not get railroaded. Yep. Mm-hmm. Especially in a city like this where, like, the jobs, if you want to be at a certain stature and status, I mean, it's... After that article came out about there's only 33% of us and, you know, we would have a better quality of life kind of thing. Anywhere. Anywhere. They told my ass, we could go to fucking Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> they told... <laughs> go to Nashville and have a better quality of life than a place that I was born on Friendship Avenue. They told my black ass with the city that I was born I could have a better quality somewhere else. Where's the lie? It's not a lie. Where's the lie? Not at all. Pittsburgh straddles this line of like covert racism. You know what I mean? So it's like the North in general is like that though. Like in the South is people feel like at least I know where I stand. Which I understand. You get that. In the North, it's like people can trick you for so long and mm-hmm. to believe that like, they're giving you a fair shot and they they like black people and they have black friends and whatever else. But on the, the back end, they they don't think... Did we have... Were you in this conversation about... No, you weren't. So there was a conversation that came up about white men of privilege um, not trusting black people to lead. Basically, it's like, well, we'll give black people the opportunity to lead when they display that they have, like, the ability to do so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
be irresponsible with leadership. Do you see what the fuck you've done? Like, do you see the shit that white men have done in the world? Are you fucking serious? Um, how are you the person who judges what's responsible and mm-hmm. not? Like, this white man just blew... This white man is wreaking havoc in the entire world yeah. under the presidency of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Tell it. And a lot of these motherfuckers aren't blinking an eye. Mm-mm. This shit is irresponsible. Your country hick white ass is gonna get blown up with the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Just know niggas didn't have nothing to do with this. Okay. Hey, but that, that, that's <laughs> the thing with that. A lot of them think that it's like the people that are in politics and things like that, they don't give a fuck about people. They don't care about your race. They don't care. They, they don't care. They want to exploit. They want to use. They want to control. I don't know how deep we can go into this, deep. but it's just like <laughs> we're gonna get that bad. But that's 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 just what it is. Like the people who sit at the top, they don't they don't know what we look like. They don't know what we live. They don't know what we eat. What we listen to. They know they have their farms with their organic materials and their organic. They don't give a fuck what we eat. They don't give a fuck about this plastic that we're consuming. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck about this mining and this drilling mm-hmm. and this terrible shit that's happening to the environment. They don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. They probably really do have like a space station where they're going to get the fuck out of here yeah. when this shit implodes because it's about to implode. Like we literally have earthquakes happening in places that have There's never... one just in Jamaica. 7.7 or Yeah, there was yeah. one in California the other day. Girl, he, got new, he got a new space force. With camouflage. Oh, yeah. But it's like... like, like <laughs> what? The They're ready to go. Like, They're ready. I believe Jay-Z and Beyonce. Jay-Z said... Um, what you say? Have you ever seen Saturn? No, not the rings. But everywhere we are. Like, yeah. them niggas is leaving. Okay? Yeah. People who got she money... does have a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> like, they are leaving us on this bitch to die. Literally. <laughs> but do you think by your business, though, that there could be... Change within the city. Oh, you gotta bring him back. Okay, so. It's <laughs> a school for journalism. I does this. In the city, yes. On this particular scale, yeah, even on a larger scale, I think yes. But I think that people just need to be empowered. People need to believe that they can do things. Mm-hmm. And they will. That's, that's really all it comes down to. Like, when people empower you, like, every now and then, I have imposter syndrome where I was like, who the fuck am I? To be in this space doing this shit. Like, what technical training do I have? Mm-hmm. I have it. Mm-hmm. I have the passion. I have the will to see it done. You know what I mean? Like, I have uh, the desire to go beyond, like, 9 to 5 work, 9 to 7 work. I, I stay up all night. I dream about, like, the progression of black people in the city. Mm-hmm. That's the capacity that I need. And I think that once you empower people the same way... It influences them. I think mm-hmm. once people believe that they can do something, they can. It's just a matter of believing. I think that a lot of people do believe what they're shown and what they're told by mainstream society is that black people can only reach a certain level or you can only go outside of your neighborhood to do that or you can only be with a white person to do that or you can only align yourself with whiteness to do that. Mm-hmm. Niggas can thrive and fuck this whole shit up. Mm-hmm. The whole shit whole thing like turn this whole shit upside down on its head if we're together mm-hmm. and if we empower each other if we feed into each other like there's so many reports that talk about like the spending power and the buying power of black people mm-hmm. if we put that into ourselves we would have black wall street you know mm-hmm. you would have the hill district in the 1930s mm-hmm. 
you would have people coming from all across the country wanting to do art and have like residencies in this city. You would have that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a little bit of it now, but people when they come here, they get they get disheartened by what they see. But people yeah. see Pittsburgh, and they're like Pittsburgh is on the map. It's on the radar. It's just that when they get here, they get disheartened. Yeah. Like I, this is not what I thought it was going to be. So I think it's the responsibility of people in Pittsburgh, native and non-native, to feed into it, to make it be what it can be. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the work that I'm hoping. I, I hate to occupy a space that I don't, like, improve. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hate it. I hate to think that I'm, like, a black bump on a log. If I'm in a space, it, it wouldn't matter if I was in Pittsburgh, if I was in Jersey, if I was in the South. I'm always going to work to improve the quality of life for black people. And that's pretty much what this work does. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we thank you for your work. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you for being here. Because I'd be here. up on there, like, oh, okay. <laughs> just in case, like, what's yeah, going on? What's right. going on? I'm glad. And there are things to come to make it a lot more user-friendly. Because, uh, to be honest, I cannot stand my own site. I want it to look a lot more clean. Mm-hmm. A lot more pretty. Um... Just, you know, I, I think that that'll come with time, but it serves its function. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got an affirmation today that somebody used the site to help a project that they were doing. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Like, that works. As long as people find use and value in Copopreneur as a directory, that's great. Outside of that, Greenwood Week is the next thing that kind of um, Copopreneur feeds into and making sure that while I provide, like, a space for black businesses to be found... That I also give them room to like seed and grow and then sustain themselves in this region. Um, there's some other things in the works as far as helping other organizations like Fresh Fest mm-hmm. um, consider equity in what we do. So don't let people grow, not on the front end and the back end. Like Fresh Fest is, is special because they provide this amazing value to the city. And. Um, <laughs> I hear that every once in a while. (laughs) And I want them to think about the fact that while they provide a great value to the city, that means that people should be paying you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you shouldn't even be coming out of pocket for Fresh Fest. At all. Oh, wow. It brings me joy. Wow. It brings me so much joy. I've never attended an event that I enjoyed more than Fresh Fest. Yeah. Yeah. Period. I've been here for 14, 15 years. Fresh Fest is the most comfortable I felt at a public event. Yes. Um, it is the most included I felt. I hate even the word included because I belong here. Right. But I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just felt comfortable. Yeah. I feel safe I there because my, of all I the black safe. people. I felt Just safe. to see all the color there. I'm just like, I've never seen this yeah. in Pittsburgh. If I got into like a spat with this white man, I'm good. Yeah. Right. What, what's up? Like, right, right. where the police at? Where's the police? Like, what's up? So that's what Fresh Fest makes me think about. And I just feel like, you know, with, all the reports coming out in the city about how this is like um, a place that is not livable for black people. Events like Fresh Fest should get all the support mm-hmm. of all of the organizations, mm-hmm. of all of those nonprofits, of all these banks in this region, the healthcare professionals, whatever. Mm-hmm. They should all be throwing their money at Fresh Fest to be able to say, I had something to do with like whatever. I don't give a fuck what you say. Right. But there's no reason why Fresh Fresh should be coming out of the pocket to make Fresh Fresh happen. Mm-hmm. Like, that benefits mm-hmm. this region immensely. Mm-hmm. You have tourism. Yes. Coming through the city. 
that you would not have otherwise had. No. There was people from, I remember the first year that I went, and that's where I, it was a little bit smaller, so everybody was, like, interacting with each that other. That was my favorite year. Oh, yeah. That, that's, where I, that's where I met you, because you had um, the color on your hair, and you uh-huh. had a, then you have a table there. I did. Yeah, yeah. that's where I first met you. I had you. a barbecue beer. It was fire. And you had your hair up. And... Like a ponytail, kind of. Like yeah, at some point, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that's the first time I met you. And you had your stuff. You had merch or something mm-hmm. or cupcakes or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, at your booth. And that's the very first time I met you was at Fresh Fest. We had collard greens, but, you know. <laughs> I, I like nigga things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like black ass shirts. <laughs> so we had greens with our barbecue beer. But, yeah, it was, it was like, and that... I like more intimate crowds, but I appreciate that Fresh Fest has grown. Mm-hmm. And yeah. people continue to want to. People come to this city for Fresh Fest. Fresh Fest and Fresh Fest only. Yeah. yeah. Like you got people coming from New Orleans. Yes. yes. New Orleans? Yes. Right. What? Right. To Pittsburgh. Right. Yes. Yes. For a fresh fest, like uh, this city really needs to get on the fucking ball. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you don't have to do work. Just give me your money. Mm-hmm. Like give me your money, and we'll handle the rest. Right. Trust we, us. And we do more with less in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like even Greenwood Week is like we did so little. We did so much with so little. Mm-hmm. Like the budget, we were like, oh, thirty-two thousand dollars is a lot of money. And I went to present, and they were like, uh, is this your budget? I think you need to hype this up. And I was like, really? And they were like, yeah, this is lowballing. Like, seriously. Wow. And it was like, oh, I, but I could do this shit with $20,000. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Food, daycare, all of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you had daycare. Mm-hmm. Like, no one does that. I completely forgot about that. I remember I freaked that out when he was is, telling us that. Listen, that childcare <laughs> is clutch. It is. Clutch. I went to no um, one's doing that. No, it it, it rarely happens. Like I, yesterday, there was um an event for the Lower Hill District redevelopment, and they had childcare, and I was like, oh word, <laughs> oh well, I guess I am gonna go because otherwise I'm not going. Yeah. Like I'm not. So providing their parents who have businesses, they need it more than a lot of other people. You know, mm. so it's just like the stuff that Greenwood Week addresses is stuff that we felt ourselves. As disenfranchised individuals, yep, and we wanted to address, so we did, and that's just it. Like, it's you know, it's just nothing to it but to do it. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, like I'm gonna ask. Mm-hmm. The worst thing they could say is no. So um, there were people who got paid for Greenwood Week who were like, I didn't, I've never been paid for a speaking engagement. Wow. Um. Yeah. No, we're gonna we're gonna do that from now on. Mm-hmm. You you get paid for your time. You're putting together like entire. Like presentations, mm-hmm. you get paid for that. Mm-hmm. And when you go forward, you ask for payment for that. Like, I get a, I, now people ask me to do shit. Is there like an honorarium for this? Do you have a budget? What's your budget? Right. What right. are you paying me for my time? Exactly. Or my trauma porn. Because that's, yeah. that's a lot of what they ask for. Especially on panels. Tell me about your experience. I'm black. What the fuck? Like, I've been fucked over. Like, what else do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like really explaining to black people that there's people in this world who get paid for fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. They get paid to do nothing, to be there. So, for your intellectual property and the time it took for you to think about that, and, you know, the emotional, like, labor that it took for you to think about this, you should be paid. Like, this goes beyond, like, 
ten dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like trying to instill that in people. Um, don't charge me a whole lot of money though when I come see you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh but that's God. that's the work of Pogopreneur and everything that I do will absolutely center black people. Um again, the altruism thing, I benefit from people winning. Like I benefit from businesses thriving. I benefit from having these um off brand types of things happen. That that's all that stuff benefits me. Benefits mm-hmm. me, my family, my kid. Like mm-hmm. that stuff benefits me in a way that goes beyond money. Mm-hmm. So I always kind of feed into those things. Oh, you want to create create art? Please do. You know what I mean? Like my child loves these colors. Mm-hmm. She gets happy when she sees this. That's enough for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. So, yeah, I don't know where we left off. I don't know what the last question was. <laughs> no, I was going to ask you, how can we find you? And yeah. so, Cocopreneur is pretty much the same across Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's Cocopreneur PGH. That's C O C O A P R E N E U R P G H on all social media. And the website is Cocopreneur, C O C O A. P-R-E-N-E-U-R dot com. And that's where you can find the directory. Um, again, the directory will probably be revamped in the near future. I'm going to start providing like um, consultation services for black businesses at a discounted rate. I'm thinking the formula will be three-fifths of what I normally charge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because okay. I like to fuck with white people. construction side versus like the development side things like that uh and just kind of trying to meet the needs of the people so if people let us know what they want to see we'll try to incorporate that into what we bring Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming by yeah, and joining us for having so and everything. Finally, we had you on the show. That's been one of our goals. Yeah, having you. All right. Yeah. Um. Oh well, we do have social media. I always forget. Oh sometimes. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram at Girls Running Shit. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, they like to censor us on there. It's Girls Running Sh- with two H's. 
Um, we also have Facebook. You can just type in Girls Running Shit on Facebook as well. Facebook. Um, <laughs> we have a wonderful website that Janita built, um, www.girlsrunningshit.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can listen to this episode, which is probably going to be up tonight on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. We're even on Google Podcasts. Ooh, I don't know wow. how the hell that happened, but we're on there. Um, yeah, we have some things in the works. Remember, we are having an event on the 7th with Straight to the League. We're collaborating with them for the podcast meetup and everything. And um, make sure that you check out Mentality. All those events will be posted in our story. And again, thank you so much for being on the show. We yes. really appreciate it. Thank you for having it. me. Yes. And everybody's yeah. clear of mind. Yeah. I did. this feminine energy. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Like, I needed, like, sisterhood. Um, and yeah just make sure to follow us on social media and yeah thank you guys so much all right bye 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 bye. 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 bye